I'm Paul Taylor. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Wednesdays. Today, I want to talk about another couple of studies that have shown an association between strength, muscle mass, and your rate of cognitive decline. And these studies are linked. The first one was published in the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease in 2019. And the title was Hand Grip Strength is Associated with Poorer Cognitive Functioning in Aging Americans. And so what they did showed in this study was that each five kilogram reduction in grip strength was associated with an 18% chance of severe cognitive impairment, right? So from a reference perspective, a 30-year-old man, average man, has a grip strength of about 40 kilos on average, and that tends to decline as we get older. And there were 13, just over 13,000 participants in this study. And one of those typical study where they followed them for a number of years and they assess um, different way, uh, on different waypoints, they assess um, both their grip strength and their cognitive or their level of cognitive functioning. And they concluded that hand grip strength was a simple risk stratifying method for helping healthcare providers uh, determine poorer cognitive function. So their suggestion was that doctors might consider looking at grip strength in, in order to assess your future risk of cognitive decline. And, and that is something that is quite consistently shown is that association with grip strength, not only with cognitive decline, but with other aspects of, of aging. And a new study that has just been released, I think, um, sheds a bit more light on this whole hypothesis. So this new study was from the Canadian Longitudinal Study of Aging, and it was published in the Journal of American Medical Association. It was a very good journal. Uh, and it's a one of those cohort studies. There was over 8,000 adults in the study. Uh, and what they did is they enrolled these guys. They tested their um, a number of aspects of cognitive function, including executive function. And they also, into, they tested their muscle mass as well. And then they followed them up over a number of years um, to see what happened to these people. And what they found was that um, lean soft tissue, which is basically muscle mass, which is uh, assessed by DEXA, um, which is one of the gold standards for measuring it. What they found is that the lower amount of muscle mass that you had actually predicted um, the speed of cognitive decline. And they found that low having low muscle mass at baseline um, was associated with a three times faster rate of cognitive decline in both psychomotor, psychomotor speed. And um, so that's the, 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 the quickness of your whole motor system and your muscles, but also really importantly, executive function as well. Now they adjusted for things like any good study, they adjusted for things such as your level of education, because we know that has a profound impact on the rate of your cognitive decline. And they all 
also adjusted for your percentage of body fat because that has also, and I have talked about this before, is that the bigger your waistline, the smaller your brain actually becomes. So they actually control, they use statistics to control for those. So they were assessing muscle mass independently as this risk factor for cognitive decline. Now, I like this study because it has a very sound theoretical basis in that this loss of muscle mass is what we call sarcopenia. Well, it's loss of muscle and bone. And and the process of this, um, of the loss of the muscle and bone, the mechanisms are similar to the things that accelerate your cognitive decline, right? So they include a lack of anabolic hormones, that reduction that we see in anabolic or muscle building hormones, growth hormone, DHEA, testosterone, but also um, the incidence of vascular disease. So you see more vascular disease in people with lower amounts of muscle when they have sarcopenia, and you see that that is linked to cognitive decline. Also chronic inflammation, um, insulin resistance, and, and neuronal dysfunction. Uh, and so it, they suggested that this sarcopenia may be the thing that actually triggers the cognitive decline and then may represent a sensitive marker of your future cognitive decline. And, and in the research paper, I was very pleased to say, uh, very pleased to see that the, the researchers talked about the role of myokines and how important they are. Now, anybody who's listened to my podcast has heard me bang on about myokines on, on numerous occasions. And because of these myokines, these messenger molecules that are released from your contracting muscle that get into circulation and have impact on other organs, we need to start to look at muscle as an endocrine organ. It is not a passive tissue. It is an active endocrine organ. And there are key myokines that are released um, from muscle that actually get into the brain and, and have a positive effect, um, such as ericin and uh, BDNF, and brain-derived neurotropic factor. And for me, this is, is hugely important, particularly because the impact was shown on, on two measures of cognitive function. One is psychomotor speed and, and the other is executive functions. So psychomotor speed is, is, is basically how quickly you can physically react to stuff. Uh, and that's hugely important um, to be able to um, navigate um, daily life, but also to present yourself from tripping up and from falling. And executive functions are the most complex actions of the brain that involve the frontal lobes that is, is basically the complex things that we do on a daily basis, taking different bits of information, mixing it together and, and forecasting into the future to make decisions. Uh, and exercise has been shown for many years to have the most profound impact on executive function. And, and this is the thing that when you start to lose your executive functions in particular, it has a huge, huge impact on your quality of life. So I think the message here, I've talked in other podcasts about the importance of cardiovascular fitness, but it, it would appear to be that as you get older, um, the 
things that you really need to focus on. And and we probably need to do more of them as we age than, than when we're in our 30s and 40s. So when we get into our 50s and 60s and 70s, I believe it is more important that you spend more time, not less time, on exercise. And and two things. One from this study is is around muscle strength and making sure that you are preserving your muscle and bone so that you are are getting the benefits of those magical myokines, which as well as being good for brain function, are are anti-inflammatory and and help to prevent the progression of a whole host of different chronic diseases. Um, But the other thing that we need to focus on that is independently associated with longevity is your cardiovascular fitness. So it's not one or the other. It's both of these things that we need to attend to. And I actually cover both of these in detail in my upcoming book at Death by Comfort, Why Modern Life is Killing Us and What We Need to Do About It. So I will put a link um, in this podcast to the book because I go into this in detail and give recommendations around what your level of VO2 max should be and also um, what uh, are some good measures of strength and um, that you should be aiming for, particularly as you get older, because um, these studies show that mind and body are intimately connected. And basically it's about use it or lose it. And we don't so much uh, stop exercising because we grow old. We grow old because we stop exercising. That's it for this week. Catch you next time. So that's a wrap for today's edition of the podcast. If you're enjoying it, please leave us a review as they really do help much more than you think. Remember to check out the show notes for today's episode and also remember to hit subscribe so that you get notified early of new releases of the podcast. See you next time. 